0: listening to the hometown losers the St. Louis sports podcast with Josh,
1: Adam and OJ.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back here to the Hometown Losers podcast. Session number 33 coming at you here and I'm joined as always by my co-host and Adam and OJ gentlemen. We doing okay today?
2: we're doing good. You ready for 33? Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, it's uh almost been a year since we started this podcast. It's been crazy uh to think about that. Um but uh maybe we'll do something special for a year anniversary or something like that. It's going to be uh I'm actually curious <laughs> to see what numbers because I know that we've, you know, uh, missed a few weeks here and there, you know what like what our final number will be. Yeah. Uh, it would be easy to take a look at the calendar and kind of go from there but let's not uh let's not bore the listeners on that right now for sure Um, yeah so it's uh
2: yeah so we've got we've got a few things to talk about tonight right so we've got some uh interest you know one topic we haven't really talked about much recently because there hasn't been all that much going on and that's the cards right
0: yeah well that's a good point i mean like i feel like we we End up talking about them, but it's always just negative, negative, negative. And then we kind of got to, as you said, Adam, kind of got away from them a little bit just because of like they are what they are at this point. You know, Mm -hmm. the last 10, they're four and six, they're losing uh, the game today. Um, At least last time I checked, I think they're still losing. Um, Uh, Yeah, I think the last I
2: checked, they were up to like they were down. It was like three nil nil the last I checked. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into it here with some Cardinals uh, stuff. So, quick update for the listeners um, here: um, the Cardinals are 54 and 67, soon to be 68, it looks like. Uh, they are 11 and a, 11 games, excuse me, back in the Central, eight and a half games back in the wild card spot. And just for our fun, they are 26 out of 30th in MLB, and they're 14th out of 15 in the NL, only in front of Colorado. Um, you know, obviously we know this team is not really going anywhere, but the biggest issue that we have right now is the injuries that are continuing to pile up here. So I'm going to rattle through some of these injuries and then we can talk about those injuries and how they're going to affect the team. Um, So Ryan Helsley out 60 day IL with a forearm issue. Nolan Gorman out 10 uh, on the 10 day uh, IL, by the way. So these are what they're officially being put on. So like, for example, Brendan Donovan on the 10 day IL, even though he has been, on the IL for much longer. I think they can just continue to put him back on the 10-day. So just use it as an example. So anyways, Healthly, 60, uh, as I said, 60-day IL with a forearm issue. Gorman, 10-day uh, IL with back issues. Uh, uh, Lars Nupar, he's down day-to-day with an abdominal issue. Dylan Carlson, 10-day DL with an oblique injury. Steven Matz, 15-day IL Jesus. with a lat strain. Brendan Donovan, ten day IL with a right elbow strain, Woodford, which might need surgery, from what people are saying. Woodford, fifteen day IL with shoulder uh, injury. Nodden is on the sixty day IL with a left elbow, uh, left elbow injury, and he actually did get surgery repaired on his flexor tendon on his throwing arm. So a lot, a lot is going on, right? Um, and it just doesn't look very good when it comes to injuries. OJ, I'm going to start with you on this one here. I mean, how do you think that the even with the team obviously being so bad, I mean, how do you think these injuries are really going to affect the team? Is it kind of a, like a blessing in disguise to get some of these younger, ta- like younger talents some time? I wish. I mean, look, <laughs> the problem is they still just keep throwing out
1: Jose Fermin, uh, Taylor mm-hmm. Motter, and uh, what they just recently called up, like some 35-year-old guy from A, like – I mean they're not uh, they're not getting prospects much run. Maybe Zach Thompson, Matthew Liberator. But other than but your position players side, you're not seeing Mason win or anything any of the guys that the fans wanna see. Uh, I like mm-hmm. I just yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead, oh, go ahead,
0: Adam.
2: I was gonna say, yeah, the, the the people that they're calling up here, like I was just looking here for uh um I think it was for Gorman. Um, I was looking to see what his stats even were because it was uh, who was it here? It was uh, Richie Palacio, uh, Palacios. I think it's who they pulled. They they called up for. Yeah, it. yeah. Yeah, he's a younger guy, but yeah, overall.
1: Uh, I, I think it was a bullpen I, guy they called up recently or something that was like 35.
2: Mm, is that what he was? <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I mean it'll be interesting to see, but it's a lot of these guys that, you know, these other ones that really have much experience. So,
1: yeah. So, yeah,
2: and that's um, kind of
0: my, that's kind of my concern now at this point is, you know, I, I, we need to start seeing some people come up here just um, to, to kind of know what you have. Obviously want to keep, um, you know, rookie eligibility and stuff like that to a minimum. That's the reason why Mason Wynn's not here just yet. Yeah. But at some point, you got to start getting some of these younger prospects sometime, even if it's yeah, spots start here, spot start there. Uh, because yeah. like, if they're the future, then why not just give them, like, give them a shot in the arm? You know, let them just go out there and kind of prove yeah. it, and like, kind of get the it, feel of the big arm um, experience. That way, they have a taste of it and be like, "Damn, <laughs> I really want to get back to that." Even if it could be a bad outing, right? So especially you know, take, well,
2: I was gonna say, especially since we don't have a pennant we're chasing this year. You know, what do we have to lose? You know,
0: you literally have nothing to lose right now. But I feel the Cardinals are not making the right decisions when it comes to that. And obviously, we're all just, you know, armchair quarterbacks at this point in time. You know, it's easier said than done, you know, on this podcast rather than managing stuff. But at the same time, like, you know, you you just feel like there, there needs to be some sort of disparity of like getting. So, like, I look at it like these young kids, right? If they got one spot start, even if they get roughed up, right? So, you know, uh, I don't even know who you use as an example. I'll just use Tankens because it's the first name that comes to my mind. You know, give him a spot start, right? Um, say he gets roughed up, like he gets to, he gives up six uh, six runs and you know four innings, right? It's still like, oh, okay, well I know that I can do that. I know what that atmosphere is like, and next time mm-hmm. he gets called up, it might not be as nerve wracking you know what I mean and because you've been there you've done that and it shows good faith to these players that you are part of the solution next uh you know coming forward so I I just I just don't know you know what are you what are your what are you guys' opinions on on something like that you you got a plan for the future
3: yeah
1: yeah I I mean to me well like so obviously Tink hence I mean he's not coming up this year he's probably well no I was just using
0: him as an example
1: yeah, yeah, like I I do wonder about that too, because uh, I mean, to what extent do they really think they need to see what they've got in Dakota Hudson? Like,
3: mm-hmm. I mean, he does
1: get he's kind of intriguing because he gets good results, but his stuff like really doesn't seem like it should play. But he's been getting some mm-hmm. decent results in his career. But anyway, I don't. I, it, but I almost wonder if they're trying to avoid exposing some of these guys to whatever's going on at the MOB level this year, you know, just pretend well, that them. could
3: be the,
0: <laughs> yeah, and it could be, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. And I don't know any better, you know, in my position, it's not like I'm coaching and understanding any of that stuff. Right. But yeah. at some point I just feel like you gotta, I mean, you're going to have to trust them at some point and yeah, I think well, that if you even
1: walk around, like, so, I mean, there's definitely some guys. So, I mean,
0: yeah, I well, think you, you have one guy
1: later. Well, yeah, but I think
2: one of that think, had to do with his performance in spring training too, obviously. Yeah.
1: yeah but I think that we'll see when up this year it's there, I think they're waiting right now to make sure they don't burn a year of rookie eligibility. Uh, But yeah, like, when, cause there's a, there's an at bat limit and a days up limit. So, like, the at-bat thing, like, I think they might want to bring him up to play shortstop every day, and so they're just waiting until he can't possibly get enough at-bats to break that limit, you know? So, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: uh, I think after looking more into it, because I kind of said the same thing before, but I think my estimate was wrong, it's probably more like late August, early September, where you can be more positive that uh, he won't accrue that many at-bats or plate appearances, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, so yeah, the, that's probably when we'll see it because that's that's a guy that he the way he's been his season is gone, he looks like he's ready for the majors, the way he's hitting in triple A right now. So,
0: yeah, and that's kind of my thing, uh, at this point, though. I mean, what to your point that you said a little bit earlier, OJ, you know, maybe they're just trying to protect him from the big leagues and stuff like that. I mean, if you go there and say, Hey, listen, man. We're going to give you just a, you know, a start here or there, because obviously, as you said, there is an eligibility limit. But, the, you know, and obviously we, we still got a little bit left to go. Right. I mean, there's uh, after today's game there's going to be 40 games left. So maybe after like another 20 games, um, they do decide to do something of what we're talking about. But I, I feel like there's just no harm in going to a young kid and being like, listen, man there's no expectations. We're not going anywhere. Like, just go out there and do your best and get us (laughs) excited about you next year. Make a statement, because now I feel like going into spring training, there's a lot more question marks than there was coming into this past season's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, spring training. Like, coming into spring training, we kind of knew. We obviously knew first. We knew second. Um, We we pretty much knew our infield, but it was just more about, like, where do they go positioning-wise, you know? Um, And then we kind of knew our outfield. The only wild card again was, was Walker, Jordan Walker. And uh, we now know that he's here and stuff like that. And, you know, injuries is obviously set back for us, but you know, I think that that's kind of something they're going to have to do is just say, okay, well now we're going to need to like, start taking a look at some of the talent that we do and do, uh, do have and see, you know, you know where they stack up against what we are currently putting out there.
2: Especially when considering that we have the number of injuries that we do, like, use this opportunity mm-hmm. to sub in a little bit if they have to, you know, for these, you know, uh, these opportunities. So that way next year come around, they're not completely green, you know? So I agree with your yeah. point there. So,
1: but I mean, it is nice that, cause if you think about it, they, they ca- are doing that at least for Liberator and Zach Thompson. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, those guys get to just go out and be in the rotation, or at least Liberatore does. I think Thompson might be. I don't know. they kind of been having him long relief. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those guys are going to get a lot more consistent playing time at the big leagues, so they'll be able to you know, really establish themselves, hopefully, in some way, but give you a better idea about them and help you re- uh, better assess your pitching needs as you go into the off season. So, uh, at least those guys, they got it working for. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and the thing about that too is like, but I believe also, and I could be wrong on this. So I would have to look it up, but I, I do believe like Libator and uh, hold on, I, I was uh, I mean I believe it, that they're on like a two way contract if I remember correctly. Maybe not Libator. Um, but let me let me double check on that real quick. But anyways, like, I, I do believe uh, that you're right. I mean, like, getting getting these guys some, you know, time up. And, like, you you do have to – it's not like you're going to take the entire farm and bring them up this year. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, you you do need to kind of pick and choose those guys. And then – I just don't know. There's, it's just kind of give and take because, like, you, you want them to have it, that experience. But at the same time, you don't want them – you want them to be ready, right? So that is mm-hmm. a, it's a good yeah. point. Well, and I
1: think, like – you know, bringing up the 35-year-old guy, I think that's kind of, a, you know, a little uh, tip of the cap to somebody that's been in the organization a while, probably that, you know, is probably never going to make it to the majors otherwise.
2: <laughs> There's no way not to buy 35. <laughs> Hell no. You
1: know, you know, if you got like a, a catcher down there, like your starting catcher in Triple A, you know, is perceived to be somewhat important role in the organization even though they don't make nearly as much money you know obviously no mm-hmm. the glamour either but it's still important to have a quality guy there so like it's that kind of thing bring that guy up let him be in the show for a little bit because he's gonna go right back down next year if if yeah, he's still
3: in the, the game at it. all like, <laughs> yeah 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 so
0: there's just a lot you know that kind of goes into this um and it just sucks that we're even in this situation. Obviously. You know, what I mean, that's the biggest thing that I take away from it. It's just, you know, obviously we we would like to be completely healthy, chasing a pendant, but you know, it's, you know, or we're not. And not the reality of really, the
2: situation yeah. is, is we, how do we look forward and how do we get better? And obviously, yeah. we're gonna have to. We're, you know, we're in that position that we're we're gonna have to start looking at our, you know, at the youth, at the, the guys coming up. So, I mean, we. Yeah unfortunately had a, a very you know our overall aging team for the most part you know that, you know past couple of years looking at the median age um and that catches up to you over time as well so
0: right. yeah that is true yeah yeah well guys let's take a look at this i mean so i mean who is and we kind of already mentioned some of these names but who can take place for all these injuries that are going down uh oj i know you brought up modder uh you brought up firman as well um you know, I, I think that those moves, whether, I mean, obviously we want to see Mason win, but we know that we can't see them just yet. Um, this is not how it's going to be. So moderate short for a minute, second, it somewhat makes sense. Obviously moving Edmund out to the outfield since your outfield is do- so depleted, that all kind of makes sense here. But is there anything else lacking, Adam? I'm going to start with you. Anything else lacking here that you feel like we could make a better move? to to kind of fill some of these injury rules
2: yeah because i was thinking like from the outfield you know for for newt since he's going to be out for what at least uh well he's what day-to-day i think so he's for, yeah. yeah he's day-to-day so for him we're we don't have to look at a long since we're not looking at a long time replacement you know we can put walker or oh you know neil whoever if we have to in that in that position um it's not going to be that big of a deal for us, you know, for a day to day. But looking at some of these guys that are, you know, we have been on the, uh, you know, the, the, the list a little longer like Carlson who obviously is going to be critical for the outfield as well. You know, who do we, you know, who are we going to put out there on a long-term basis? Because now that we've got nude out, we've also got Carlson out. Um mm-hmm. We're gonna to have to probably look at our infield, you know, like you were saying, bringing somebody out for sure.
1: Yeah, like that uh that dude they brought up that you were talking about, um, that uh he's twenty three, I forget his name. So Yeah. What it? Uh,
2: oh. let me bring it up again because I just had his name. Yes. Because um, it was kind of a weird, it was kind of a different name that I. Yeah. He had like a husband, I mean, you know, like a uh. Let me see here it is. Right. What position was he playing? uh I, I believe second base That's richie yeah, yeah, yeah richie Policios,
3: pa- oh, okay. yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah he would he's apparently uh yeah he plays at second uh and apparently they just brought him up from my understanding
3: yeah, apparently yeah, they yeah.
2: just did like there's i just read an article but apparently they brought him up from memphis um yeah.
1: Apparently, he's got like a 417 on base percentage. Oh, in interesting.
2: Apparently, they're bringing him in uh, to fill in for Carlson. Apparently.
1: Oh, uh, okay. I okay. think he was an outfielder before because I know some people are saying they saw him listed as an outfielder elsewhere. So gotcha. maybe he converted to second or something for some reason.
0: Could have been. Yeah. Just for the time being, maybe too. You know, it's just, yeah, it's been, you're looking at you know, organizational needs too. But
2: looking as he played for – well, because he was acquired from the Guardians a couple months ago in exchange for cast considerations. And since then, he's registered uh, 876 OPS and five homers and three steals in 40 games with Memphis. So – yeah. Is
1: this the prospect? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, we so, just got holes from the Twins for oh. <laughs> Jesus. So, I
2: mean, you know, we'll have to see how he, how he performs here in the majors. But yeah. 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 He obviously was performing pretty well maybe, in, yeah, uh, maybe in it, Memphis. Maybe so.
1: it's telling that they brought him up before Mason Wynn. <laughs> yeah. <You're up. laughs> oh, that would be hilarious.
0: I I do believe that we're reading maybe a little too much into that, but hey, who knows, right? Hey, we're hopeful, so there you go. He
1: does have a super high on base percentage though this year at that level, so I mean, he could contribute offensively here. I mean, that's like Brendan Donovan type shit in the minors, so I mean, if he's got... I, I read he doesn't uh, hit for any power but he, uh, he gets on base like crazy hey, at this
2: point skill. we ju- well, that's what we need we need guys that can get on base at this point shit
1: absolutely absolutely. we because have we Donnie. have the guys
2: that can swing for the fences you know we've got Aranata yeah. we got Goldie we got those guys we need guys in, you know in that lineup that can just get on base first
1: shit yeah and Donnie and Newt I believe are on yeah. base machines. Donnie specifically for sure and, yeah, so missing him and Newt
2: really it sucks. It sucks. So having him at least will hopefully help. We'll see. Yeah.
1: But, exactly. Yeah. That's what they needed. They're like, we need a guy to get on base in front of the big boppers. Well, yep. here's this guy with a 417 on base percentage. All right. Bring him in. <laughs> yep.
2: And obviously, also, another big thing that we have a big hole in, and once again, then that's pitching, of course. Steve Matt's going down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, and obviously Wayno is just flailing, of course, as he continues to do. So
1: he pitched okay today.
2: He did. He did better today he had for one sure. Compared going
0: into the fourth. He, yeah.
2: No, I, I'm talking about his past. Well, you know, well, I'm not no, talking yeah, about tonight. Yeah yeah. With, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. 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 No, yeah, tonight
2: he actually looked a hell of a lot better because I actually watched the first couple innings and uh, and he actually looked a hell of a lot better. Much more in control for sure. I mean, granted, the ump was probably giving him a little bit more. Uh, on the outside of that plate, it looked like for me, but mm-hmm. hey, I'll Great. take it. You know,
1: that's the way baseball goes. <laughs> for sure, that's how baseball. Yeah. I
2: was like, wow, he's he's being kind of generous there on that outside of that plate, but all right, that's cool. So <laughs>
1: yeah, that's probably
3: it's close. Hey,
2: I'll take it yeah. for sure. And that's Wino's obviously cool. he's saying he's not going to quit. You know, he's he's trying to push and not let the guys down, but you know, it is what it is. But yeah, that's it just probably, sucks that.
1: Uh, was probably as close as we'll get this season for like uh for low the game kind of moment <laughs> for Wayne, right? Right,
3: hey, because yeah. uh,
1: I think it might have been a quality start. I didn't see how many innings he went exactly. No, uh,
0: I, I don't think it was a quality start, um, because ah. I don't think he even got into like past the fifth inning. Um, I, uh, he wrong was about, a little bit
2: past the fifth inning.
0: Um, oh, is he? okay, so then he and like yeah.
1: three runs, like, yeah, no, he
0: pitched six look- innings. Yeah, then he got go. a quality start.
1: Quality start? That's like there you go. it's like that's what this version of Adam Wainwright is capable of. It's the same yeah. as like several years ago when he had that ridiculous night against the Dodgers when he actually mm-hmm. came back. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it's like that's it's like that or that uh couple years ago maybe it was last year where he had the complete game shutout. Like yeah, <laughs> that's what this version of Wainwright is capable. Of that's that kind and
2: of And who knows game. i mean the fact is right now we're only down one run in the bottom of the seventh so you
0: know
2: he actually he he's not in
0: line for the win unfortunately. i know
2: he's not in line in the win the win but at least you know he go out there and at least they'd have the save and at least you know he wouldn't go out there and look embarrassed you know so
1: i read that wins are somewhat at the discretion of the scorers so you know if i was scoring it I think I'd go ahead and give it to him.
0: No, because like he. So <laughs> you're trailing right now, right? And then you got to take a look who's pitching for the Cardinals. Oh. So who's ever pitching? So, like he stayed... you know Oh, I mean? Okay, my bad. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Sorry.
1: Yeah, I figured I'd better interject before he really explains everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, my bad, my bad, but yeah. Oh,
1: it's all good. That's
0: <laughs> So speaking of Wainwright here, uh, it's very interesting, right? Because we know that he's sitting at 198 uh, wins currently, right? Um, yeah. He's trying to get the 200. This is something that we definitely thought that he was going to be able to get the 200 this year. Not a yeah, problem. Right? I, I definitely. Th- yeah, exactly. But, you know, it, it's not looking necessarily all that good for him. You know, so <laughs> no. far in this year, he's three, uh, three, uh, he's three and seven. He's obviously got um, a lot more starts than that with no decisions, but. He's 3-7 and seven on the year. The batting average against him is 375. So batting lineups are batting 375 against him, 618 slugging against. He's got a whip of 2.09, uh, which is – so that's two base runners every single inning. It's crazy. Mm. Um, and then his
3: ERA yeah, but is if, I bet if
1: you take out so, – and I bet if you take out all the games where he gave up eight runs, it probably drastically shrinks his ERA. So I mean really it's been a pretty good season. I mean there's what it's only been like three or four games where he gave up eight, right?
0: I mean, yeah, but And all the know. other
1: games he was okay
0: in, right? Well Yeah, I I don't know about that. I don't know if I can stretch it that
2: far either. So Yeah
0: yeah oh he man. he definitely uh he definitely hasn't looked the the sharpest uh regardless of the situation it just is what it is unfortunately for him, you know what I mean
2: yeah it's sad honestly, you know to kind of see him you know in this state um you know after having such a you know such a career you know with a card so um yeah. you hate okay. to see it you know
1: i don't
0: yeah, yeah let i mean let, go
1: ahead. oh i I was just gonna say like i I don't understand why you guys are like taking what i'm saying extremely seriously like i was uh it's so ridiculous it has to be a joke (laughs) yeah like man
0: well yeah and that's the that's the thing about it though is like i don't know man like cause i think the reason why we're taking it like i guess more seriously is because as you said oj it's just you're so not used to seeing this you know what I mean? Like I took yeah. a look at like his WAR. This is like the first time he's been negative in WAR in like ten years. Um, you know, like mm-hmm. his averages for everything are way down. Like for batting average, they're way up. It's crazy. It's literally like he, it, it, it I don't. I, it's like he's coming off of an injury of some sort.
3: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like
0: uh, that yeah. something happened in the uh, which obviously he was. I mean, obviously he had a leg problem and you know, uh, you know, had a, a quad strain. But even before the quad strain, you know, he didn't look great. You know, so yeah. it's just, it's just one of those things. It's like all of a sudden, you know, father time hit him. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That's still- oh yeah. It hit him yeah. for sure. Yeah.
1: I guess that's how it happens. just one day you can't do it anymore. <laughs> right. Oh man. One too shit.
2: many injuries and that's it sometimes. So. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. eventually, you know, that it just wears, It obviously with, you know, with, all the pitching he's done, and it does it, it takes a toll on his body, you know, his arm and everything else, and you just lose that control after a time, and you know those muscles yeah. wear out, you know. Um, yeah, that's,
1: that's for sure. Uh, about that's time it. for him to join up some men's slow pitch softball.
0: <laughs> I'll gladly take him on my team. I was gonna say, there you go.
2: He'd be great for that.
1: There you go. I bet. I bet he could pitch better than anyone else. Also throwing slow pitch underhanded. Like, <laughs> I think he would still find a way to differentiate himself from all the other pitches in that league.
0: <laughs> and I agree with you, OJ, just because of the fact that he's so damn competitive. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that, because obviously, like, you know, the mechanics are completely different and like spinning the ball is completely different too. But like, I think he would, like, he would learn to figure it. out the way to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He would learn it and he would do yeah. it. Well, I yeah. think also too, like, and for a men's softball league, you know, obviously, he's not known as a hitter and stuff like that, but I think he could probably hit pretty well too. You know, well, what yeah. I mean? just as yeah, they have the national I mean, athleticism. I specified, he, he specified slow years. pitch.
1: I specified I slow yeah, pitch, yeah. so yeah, yeah, he would be hitting it out. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. He'd
1: be MVP immediately. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, let's take a look at it here, guys. Um, you know, what are the chances uh, for him to get 200 wins? So. Um, With the 40 games left after uh, tonight, which obviously he won't be able to get the win tonight, he uh, will be scheduled um, to, well, actually, no. uh, He'll have about eight opportunities according to how many games we have left if he pitches every fifth game, right? Um, So he's going to have to get, you know, two wins out of those eight chances. Now he is projected to only get five more starts. um, So it just depends, I guess, on what you know graph you look at. But I went off of like, yeah, I went off of like the last. So if he's pitching every fifth game, right? Um, taking a look at the schedule, uh, they are uh, his next one would be scheduled for at the uh, at Pirates on August twenty second. Then at home against the Padres on the twenty eighth. Uh, at home against the Pirates again on the third. At uh, at Cincinnati on the September 9th. Uh, At home against the Phillies on the 15th, at home against the Brewers on the 20th, at the Brewers at the 26th, and then at home um, October 1st for the last game of the season, which I think that he will definitely be pitching that last game of the season. He will, for um, sure. Regardless, yeah. Because, I mean. I I don't know. know, Go ahead. I was
3: going
2: to say, I think they're having like a big honorary thing like they did last year, you know, for Yachty and and Pools and everything else. I'm sure he probably will be in that, you know. At least yeah. somewhat to kind of walk off the field, kind of have that moment, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And for yeah. his sake, I hope he's not sitting at 199 going into that last game because I feel yeah, like he, there's just going to be, yeah, there's going to be that's like so exactly much pressure he's going to take away from the. Oh, that's that exactly good. what's going to
1: happen. That's what I was just about yeah. to say. And I
0: that's know. Like, and
1: either thing we hope can hope for the most, like that's going to be our World Series this year is Wayne Rudd's yeah. last start. Can he get 200? Like, <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, well, I'm hoping that wow. he could definitely get one before then, but we'll we'll see what ends up happening. And you know then I mean? it'll...
1: he throws a perfect game and it's like <laughs> the craziest thing to ever
0: happen. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Okay. That, it's it's like, can you hey, imagine that kind of send off? That, that, would be be <laughs> like, that would be literally like, <laughs> that, that would be a World li- Series moment. That would actually fix
1: the season.
2: That would be I would take that as a win season for a World Series. If I seen I that like on the last game of the regular season, <laughs> and he pitches a perfect game, I'd be like, "Okay, we don't even need a World Series. we're good that I'm yeah. I'm good, that was insane.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've now seen like the two craziest things I could ever have hoped to see yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: but uh, I think so go on, Adam. Oh, I was gonna say but so there was some doubt obviously that Ollie had put out there about you know giving him any more start opportunities because of how he's have his recent performance. But I think because he had a pretty good showing tonight overall, I mean, with the best we've seen in a while and the fact that Matt is also out as well from, for, with injuries, I think yeah, that I mean, the, who else
0: are you going to try out there? Like, exactly. You know, that's the so, biggest thing. like, and you're going to, you're going to do that to Wayne right now, like with forty no, games left. I, really? Like I, I, well,
2: I mean, I know that a lot of that was from his last start, which was, um, Embarrassment, to say the oh, least. Yeah, it was 100. Mm-hmm. percent. And so I know there was some, you know, Ali was not very happy with the way things go or going. I mean, he was, you know, none none of us were happy. Adam was i happy. We're, no one was happy about it. But he was contemplating, you know, if this continues, is there really a, you know, a future with him at least to finishing out the season, you know? But at this point, you, you kind of have to, you know.
3: Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. But with, when you're this close, so. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we have nothing else to lose. So let the dude try to get 200 and hope for the
0: best, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. So looking at looking at the schedule that I just put out, right. Um, You know, so just to go through it again, you're at the Pirates uh, home against Padres home against the Pirates at the Cincinnati uh, home against the Phillies home against the Brewers at the Brewers and then home against the Reds. You know, are there games in this lineup that are like uh, the schedule that kind of like scream to you that that these could be the games that he gets a win um you know i i i want to say that he's he's been historically pretty decent against the pirates um i think that those are games that he could potentially win we just haven't been able to really beat the pirates or really beat anybody for mm-hmm. that matter right? um, <laughs> yeah. but you know but the pirates have been a little bit more on the slumping on the side of things obviously you know they were at the lead of the central for a long time. Um, but now they are actually tied with us record wise. We might be able to surpass the Pirates soon, yay! Um, but you know, they just have been doing well. You know, they're four and six, um, they've been beat up by injuries as yeah. well. And mm-hmm. you know, since we faced them twice, you know, I, I do believe that that potentially could be two games there. Um, you know, he's done uh, obviously very extraordinary against Cincinnati historically. Um, you have two games uh, against Cincinnati as well. The Brewers have kind of been like a hit or miss. And I really don't feel that we're going to be able to beat the Brewers this year. So I don't feel those two games. Uh, the Padres are, even though they're slumping, they're still the Padres and have one of the best potent offenses, you know, in all of baseball. So I don't know about that one either. Um, and the Phillies are, you know, kind of on a hot streak. So I, it, for me, I think it's got to be the Central Division um, games. You know what I mean? I, I think it's going to be the Pirates and Reds specifically. Um, whether it's a split out of one of those or maybe he beats up on both uh, both Pirates games or both Reds games, who knows? You know what I mean? That's just kind of my my take. You know, OJ, what's your, what's your take out of that? Any of these games kind of shout out to you that they could be wins?
1: Yeah, I mean, really all of them because, you know, that's how baseball is really. It's any given Sunday type thing. So, I mean, at the worst teams in the entire history of the league generally still have like what 40 something wins <laughs> like i don't know yeah. it's just uh <clears throat> so you know the best teams sometimes lose the worst so there's all they're all possibilities It's all to me the more the thing is going to depend on the most because i think when yard just capable of turning in a qualifying for a win a couple of times within those five and it's really going to be on the bullpen whether the, our bullpen can kind of start to find some kind of consistency and stop yeah, blowing leads, because if they're just going to mm. blow leads, then no starter will ever get away the rest of the
3: season.
0: <laughs> yeah, agreed, so. and like, because we either, you, either, uh, either need to have a decent outing by, like, the bullpen pitchers, or you have to go up, like, five runs in the first inning, you know, that's kind of yeah. what it feels like for the Cardinals this year, so I, I agree with you on that, uh, that aspect of things. Yeah. Adam, what, what what about you? When you take a look at this eight game schedule, that's kind of about, and obviously we know this could change, but you know this is kind of yeah. it is mapped out, I guess, so to be so to speak. I mean, I'm looking at the
2: last eight games that he's pitched. Um, looking at the record, and he's won two of those games, of the eight. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he was much better at the beginning of the year. He won three you know, three outings in a row there. Um, but I think it's possible. I mean, you know, we've, it, it just depends. I have to look at the schedule really, honestly. I'm about to look and see who we're facing and whatever. You, Cause you mentioned the pirates and who else
0: did you, is that what you said? Yeah. So uh at- at, at pirates at home against the Padres uh-huh. at home against the pirates at the reds, uh, home against the Phillies, home against the Brewers mm-hmm. at the Brewers and then home against the reds, at least from what it looks like currently.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. And I'm looking the last two of the eight wins or I'm sorry, the eight games that he's pitched, the two that were that he was pitching against are the Diamondbacks and the Mets, because mm-hmm. I'm looking to see if these were worthwhile teams or not. And, uh, uh it's going to be, man, I think he's willing to get, I'm sure he'll probably get the 199, but I really don't think he's going to get to the 200. I hope I'm wrong, but I just, I really, I just don't see it happening.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as you said that in his last eight games, you know, he's gotten two wins. Um, yeah. So that uh, puts it right up against that. And, you know, against not quality opponents, um, mm-hmm. although the Mets have a good lineup and stuff, um, you know, they're not they're just not doing well this season. Right. Um, you know, but I mean, obviously, and here's a weird thing about it is Arizona is actually really not that bad of a team this year. I mean, they're one game above 500. They're, they're better mm-hmm. than us. They're 61-60 currently. Um, yep. You know, they're kind of on a little bit of a, like a down downtrodden month so far, but like the, you know, they were they were above the Giants in the West for a long time.
2: Yeah. Um they kind of slumped the again. For...
0: they're on the rise for mm-hmm. sure.
2: Yeah. I mean yeah. but comparably in just the NL West. So yeah. yeah, I mean compared to like the Dodgers, obviously you know, thirteen back right now, you know, they're right yeah. at five hundred. Yeah. I mean at least they're playing five hundred ball. Hell we've only been above five hundred yeah. like one game this year. God.
0: And what that was game one, right? Just kidding. Well you know what I mean. It feels yeah. like it man. It, I know. Yeah pretty much. it just feels it like it.
2: Yeah, uh, pretty much. So, wow. I don't know. I I I,
3: I, I all, I'm, not feeling
2: uh, it. I'm not feeling it myself, but like I said, I hope I'm wrong, but the problem is I'm looking at those last day games. Yes, he squeezed out two two wins, but realistically, he's going to deteriorate, I think even more as time comes on goes on and the more he pitches, you know. I could well, be wrong,
3: yeah.
0: but Unless he gets us uh, whatever pool holes was drinking at the end of, life. I guess, yeah, yeah he
3: could. Like, that's the only. Um, thing you're not of. wrong though. Yeah. I
1: mean,
0: because
3: yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: it is as the season goes on, his arms gonna be wearing down more and yes. more. <laughs> at yes. his age, it'll take him. It takes him Even much longer to recover. to recover than anyone else. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, that's what uh they were talking about that on the broadcast before we started the podcast tonight. John Smoltz was saying that like at the end of his career. He Basically, just never threw except for the days he started because he just couldn't do it anymore. Yep. So, like,
3: you know,
0: yeah. and the interesting thing to me, it's it, you know, what he reminds me of right now, and this is kind of an unfair comparison. and I'm sorry to Wayno because I know he's an avid listener, right? Um, but he reminds me of the veteran from major league, you know, the one that was like putting Vaseline and like you know, yeah, yeah. and, like all over, not, not yeah. to say he's cheating. But just like how like he doesn't have it anymore, but he's kind of still savvy. Just and try, I just feel yeah. like he's 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 that veteran pitcher the the next year. You know yeah. That's what he kind of reminds yeah. me of. Like, <laughs> oh, so you're doing all this, but you don't have it anymore. You know? I mean, uh, like I'm I'm throwing everything I can think at him, Cap. Uh, and I got yeah. him one more on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get
1: Vaughn Get him the heater. Exactly. Get by on grit and determination more than stuff. <laughs>
3: Yeah, exactly. And
0: like, I'll tell you what.
1: clever, a little gritty.
0: like. <laughs> yep, exactly. But I will tell you something, man. If he can somehow pull off getting the 200, if he could, like, all of a sudden, these, like, five to eight games, whatever they're going to give him, if he can come out and, and all of a sudden look like the Wayno of old, everything that we've been feeling for the past few months about the Cardinals almost dissipates. You know what I mean? It's a disappointing season, but hey, at least we got, you know, at least he finished on a very strong note. At least we got to see Uncle Charlie being Uncle Charlie for, you know, a short period sure. of time. So yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe Wayno just needs to start taking steroids for the next like two months. You know, like there he, you go. who gives a shit? You're retiring anyways. Point, do gonna whatever you got to do.
2: Yeah, they're not going to test it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Forget it. Do it.
0: Yeah.
2: Do what you got to do. Steroids for days. Huh.
0: Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Suspend me? <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Yeah. Well guys, uh, let's transition here a little bit and let's start talking, um, about some of the world women's world cup. So for the listeners, I got some updates for us here. Uh, last session, uh, we talked about the teams going from that first round and getting into, uh, the, the elite eight, uh, essentially the second round, um, we are now at the finals. So, how we got here, Spain beat the Netherlands two to one in extra time. Sweden uh, stunned Japan two to one at a late goal. Australia beat France in penalty seven to six. A very intense game. Uh, England outlasted Colombia as Colombia was starting to push. They, uh, but England beat Colombia two to one. Spain And so, that was all going uh, uh, from the second round into the semifinals. And then, from the semifinals games going into the finals, Spain beat Sweden two to one. After a late goal in England, uh, pretty much dominated the game against Australia, unfortunately, three to one. So it will be Spain versus England for the uh, in the final. And then the third place game will be played uh, Sweden against Australia. So let me ask you just, I guess, we'll kind of go into the Adam, I'm going to ask you first here. Are you kind of surprised at all that it's Spain versus England? Or, you know, is this kind of like... Well,
2: I was results? expecting England in the final at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I honestly thought I was expecting the... You know, I, I was kind of hanging my hat on Australia to kind of pull the upside a little bit coming into it, honestly. You know, being the host yeah, and I everything agree. else. I, I know that they were, you know, coming in here, they were dominating and, you know, with that intense game over France, I was like, oh, man, they actually mm-hmm. have, a, they have a real shot at it. But unfortunately, you know... England took him to the cleaners, so – but uh, yeah. that's who I was expecting to see. Either that or maybe, you know, probably Sweden more than, more than likely because Sweden has been playing really, really well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, that's that's the thing about it, man, is like, uh, you know, I hope that Australia can at least get third place as For sure. a host country. But Sweden, you know, they, the only thing – I mean, they beat Japan, which was a juggernaut coming into mm-hmm. that – Um, but and then to lose to Spain two to one, and again it was a that sucks. Yeah, it felt like that was going to extra time for sure. It just didn't happen, so you know it is what it is, right? But
3: yeah,
2: for sure. But like I said, more shocked about the Spain thing, not shocked about England. Um, so I think the way it's gonna go down is England's gonna win final, and Australia, I'm gonna go for third place.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, O.J., what about you? I mean, do you believe that, you know, this was kind of the uh, the result that you believed it was going to be? Or, you know, what's your thought process here?
1: No, I thought Japan was going to get in the finals. Because,
3: yeah, I, I was yeah, like, I thought, thought they, they were, were pretty too, sure, uh, tough to beat. Yeah. So,
1: them being out busted my bracket.
0: <sighs> yeah. Can you imagine if there were 64 nations that like, were going into it, like, March Madness style? That would be crazy who's going to get the 16 seed like Zimbabwe versus Spain. Yeah. You know what I, mean? <laughs> like,
3: I would love that. That
0: would be, Bring that would be awesome, especially I know, man, dude. dude, especially in soccer. That would be epic because God. like anything can happen. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. like you have March Madness where you have these true bloods going up against, you know, you know, team or like school that have 2000 students collectively. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that would be epic. I would love that, but <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't think they would have the money for that. I think that would be kind of cool if they did that—not a World yeah. Cup tournament, but they did it like as just some sort of like charity tournament. Although FIFA won't allow that probably because they make so much money off the World Cup, they don't want well, anybody.
1: FIFA isn't the only people that can organize a soccer tournament? Like God damn, they don't own um,
0: the sport. No, but they do own the the uh, actually. Are the governing body for international soccer so if for example like the usa says hey we're gonna we want to go play just using zimbabwe we want to we want to go play zimbabwe right we're going to do it for yeah. charity or whatever whatever the hell if fifa says nope can't do that guess what they can't do that because they're the governing body over it it's or kind or of what? crazy and how much literally oh yeah yeah because like that's the thing about it is but no that's actually it's a good thought process though oj because like So say that does happen, I have no idea what would end up happening. You know what I mean? Like, there would obviously have to be sanctions against, you know, the United States and probably Zimbabwe, too. But in that scenario, at least, you know what I mean? But it would be interesting to see.
1: I mean, honestly, I think that – I'm sure I'm not alone. But I think that uh, all these countries should just get together and ditch FIFA. Like, stop letting these little bitches blackmail you into fucking – giving them a whole bunch of money they don't deserve to host fucking mm. world cups and shit. Nothing pisses well, me off like that.
0: And the biggest thing about that OJ is the fact that FIFA has been found, uh, has been founded, I think like two or three times of coru- uh, like of corrupt bidding of essentially yeah. like giving the bids to like for world cups to, you know, people that were paying them under the table. For, That's what I'm know, saying. the same thing with the Olympics. That's what I'm saying.
1: They literally mm -hmm. solicit bribes from countries. Like they hold Mm -hmm. them hostage. If you want the World Mm -hmm. Cup, you gotta pay us at least this much. And you know, well, you know, it's it's just ridiculous. And I'm surprised anybody puts up with it. Like with all the all the European countries, they all have to hate that shit too. And they're the like biggest hotbed of soccer right now, other than maybe South America. So if they all decided, you know what. Fuck FIFA. We're going to start our own little European league and, you know, we'll invite some other countries if they want to join. And next thing you know, you have your own your new international football organization and FIFA's no part of it. That's what I think should mm-hmm. happen.
0: And I agree with you, too, I think, because like you had UEFA, right? So UEFA, which is yeah. obviously for uh, for for Europe. So they're their own governing group. And, but they are still part of like FIFA, but what's to stop, uh, stop us from doing a Concafa. And then like, you have UEFA, Concafa, um, try to remember like a uh, um you, you know, you have the Asia pack. Like you have like these other ones that it comes time for the world cup. You just do like a United nations, like assembly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I that's think what that I'm saying. Be, yeah. <laughs> I think that would be really cool. And then like again, what I also believe would be a lot of fun. And I think it would be so big for the sport. Okay. Just going off the like the 60-14 bracket that we just did or we were talking about, right? And like yeah. you you could draw names for it, whatever. It doesn't matter. But so you have the World Cup. We we continue that on every four years, right? But maybe every two years or like every other year. So like, you know, maybe Maybe it's still every four years, but it's like uh, it's like how they do the Olympics, where you have world, uh, you have the Winter Olympics, uh, and then two years later have the uh, Summer Olympics, right? So you'll have a major soccer tournament every two years, and then you you do this where like again you have sixty four teams, but the team is traveling to that home like the home country, and so like that way you get more exposure to like bigger uh, bigger uh, bigger teams in smaller countries and stuff like that. You also have smaller countries that are able to you know, have some sort of pride and stuff like that, I think it could be a lot of fun, and you're going to get a lot of exposure and people interested in the sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it yeah. takes away from the World Cup. I think it would increase the World Cup because not only that, let's be honest here, especially in, in the American side of things, when the World Cup is like, once we start going like the actual concafa qualifications, maybe some leeway fans will start paying attention, but most of them don't even pay attention until the World Cup is like, okay, we got like two weeks. I better start reading up on these teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I kind of feel like happens a lot. And so, like, if you have some sort of preconceived notion of what those teams are going into it, it just I think it just increases everything a lot more. But, you know, I, obviously, this is all us just talking because there's no way that FIFA is ever going to relinquish their power. No. Or anybody else is going to go against FIFA, unfortunately. Too much money involved. Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, uh, let's get back to the topic at the hand here, and let's talk a little bit about the previews of the finals uh, between Spain and England. Um, you know, Adam, I believe you kind of already said a little bit about uh, about that too, of like who you believe is going to win, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, OJ, who do you have here? You know, between England and in Spain, is there anyone of these sides that kind of spits out to you? Um, you know, says that I think they have the advantage. Uh,
1: I, I don't know. I mean, really, I want to say England cause I'm more surprised that Spain's there than England, but mm-hmm. I mean, Spain is there and they are a pretty yeah. big soccer country themselves. I don't know. Maybe they will be hungrier. Cause you know, the English folks are always used to being like front and center for soccer.
0: Yeah. I um, mean, I hope that's the thing about it is like, you know, I, I, not like i've root actively against england but i i mean i hope spain gets it just because i know what this is gonna do for english soccer if they win the World cup mm-hmm. you know what i mean it, it's gonna be <laughs> oh my god dominates. we're the best ever it's just like <laughs> yeah. yeah remember how you were gonna bring the cup home for this last world cup yeah how did that go out for you you know what yeah. i mean like god they're just so arrogant about shit just pissing mm-hmm. me off yeah
1: yeah yeah definitely uh Oh,
0: well, who cares? Yeah, but it, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if you take a look at their power rankings, uh, according to FIFA, uh, England's number four and Spain is number six. It should be a very close uh, matchup. Uh, going into it here, England is 6-2-3 and three, uh, a- against Spain in an international play. So obviously huge favor having six wins, two uh, losses, and three draws. Um, they are a the slight favor by betting odds. I think it, they were minus 110 to minus 120. Um, if you were betting against, uh, Spain, so it's kind of crazy, right? Both teams excel with the ball and are both very methodical. Um, I just believe the game is going to come down to execution. I haven't written down England wins this game three to two. I would like to see Spain win this game for sure. Um, I think it's just going to come down to that last execution. I think yeah. that England's got a lot of veterans, um, that got injured, they don't know if they're going to be coming back, and they have a lot of young talent that's in this tournament right now. I really believe that for the like next World Cup, it's going to be England and the United States because we have a lot of young talent. Um, you know, I think there's going to be like Australia will be in the mix, Japan will definitely be in the mix, probably Spain as well, some of these bigger countries when it comes to that stuff. But it's going to—I believe that the major rivalry is going to be starting again with England and the United States because I believe it's going to be neck and neck for the, uh, between these two for quite a while, to be honest with you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I,
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it definitely can happen. We'll see, obviously, you know, kind of how it progresses, but anyways, let's uh let's go ahead and transition to our hometown um soccer team here and talk a little bit about uh, STL city. We haven't talked about them in a while because obviously national uh, are the nationals. Um, the, uh, Leagues Cup was being played out and obviously we had a pretty disappointing 0-2 mm. run in that. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, play is now resuming. Um, and the break was actually good for us cause we do have a lot of healthy, uh, players getting healthy again. Um, the only per, uh, two players that are on the, uh, on the injury list right now is course Klaus and, uh, Joachim Nielsen. Um, haven't really heard much about Klaus. Um, the official report was given, uh, that he was going to be out four weeks. That was eight weeks ago. Um, however, he has returned to practice and is starting lateral movements and starting his progression to return to play. Um, obviously he's coming off of that strained, uh, strained quad, which I can tell you right now after, you know, I came back uh, to play softball after my, my strains, my strain quad. And, uh, and then after this past, so I, you know, I haven't played a session, unfortunately, um, with everything that was, was going on with the team. But then I played in a tournament this past weekend and my leg is still freaking sore. So, man, I can't imagine like dealing with that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think I'd like strain my quad or anything, but like I can feel that maybe it wasn't as strong as I thought it was going into that. So, you know, it's, it's going to be good for him to get back. And obviously he's he's with the best, you know, people that are gonna be able to assess those kind of injuries and be able to get them back uh, into shape. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, kind of glad we had yeah. that, that little bit of a break for them, you know.
2: Oh yeah we we're concerned yeah, about these injuries and such. And so having mm-hmm. basically like, you know, the past month or, or so, you know, off has definitely, you know, been our on our benefit in that sense of, you know, at yeah. least for our, our our uh regular season, you know what I
0: mean? I agree. Um, you know, and speaking to that, too, Nielsen has also been practiced with a team and he's actually rumored and again, nothing's been confirmed, but he's been rumored that he's going to de- debut maybe against Austin because he's been injured the entire season, hasn't yeah. played for us. So, uh, it <laughs> really will interesting. be interesting. Sure. let's take a look here at a five game preview. Uh, so the next five games uh, for City, uh, you have us at home against Austin on August 20th, we beat Austin three to two in February. Austin is fifth in the West. And just to remind everybody, uh, City is in first, uh, and it's 41 to 32 in points. Uh, then we are at Orlando City August 26th. Uh, we've never played Orlando City, uh, but Orlando is fifth in the East uh, with 41 to 37 on the point differential. Uh, the thing about the East is they are very top heavy, where the West is kind of spread out on points. Um, Dal- uh, then we are at home against Dallas August 30th. Uh, Last time we played Dallas, we actually lost to them. uh, That was back in June. Dallas is eighth in the West, uh, 41 to 30 on points. Then we are at uh, Sporting KC, September 2nd. We beat KC 4-0 in May. KC is 11th in the West with 41 to 26 on points. Then the last one of the five-game preview we have here is at the Los Angeles Galaxy, September 10th. Uh, We drew with them. I think it was a 1-1 back in June. Uh, Galaxy sits sits 13th in the West. Um, with 22 points. So we're 41, uh, 41 to 22 on um, points on that one. uh, Gentlemen here, I'm going to start with you, OJ. You know, how do you feel about these five games here? Do you believe this can be five wins or do you think that one of these might be a letdown game for us?
1: I mean, I think realistically you could win all of these. I mean, the galaxy have been having mm-hmm. a rough season. You already beat Austin once. I guess maybe that would make it mm-hmm. harder to beat him twice. That might be a little tough. Uh, I think they played Orlando too, didn't they? Or did they?
0: Oh, they did not play Orlando City. Oh, I don't they remember played, it a, now. A, a, they played – yeah, they played uh, – out of these five teams, the only one they have not played was Orlando City. Uh, we played We we played Dallas. We lost to Dallas, yeah. Yeah, mm. we we destroyed Sporting KC, which is not really a good team yeah, anymore. Yeah, not surprised. Oh, and, and Dallas all, was I, that
1: uh, – that was the one that got – like they finished it up later or something. Like it got rained out
2: with a rain they, delay. Yeah. 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 Like, and the Austin. One? Yeah. That was a really weird one. Cause I mean, it, it felt like they should have called that game off way early and it went super late and it was really annoying. Um, yeah. and then of course the Austin one was our home opener. Inaugural yeah, game. So,
1: I mean, to me, these all look winnable, like sporting Kansas city, you should beat like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think they got some more – I think they can pretty easily put away enough points to guarantee a spot in the playoffs.
0: Well, for sure. I, I definitely believe that's going to happen. We'll take a look at that in just a second. Adam, for these five, I mean, do you believe the, the, oh. there's a letdown game that's in here or mm. – No, FYI,
1: oh, FYI, Palacios is batting right now. They're pinch hitting him. Oh, really? Somebody nice. see. Cards are down 4-2 in the bottom of the ninth. Kisner got on. Oh, captain, my captain. And uh, now Palacios, so we'll see what happens. Anyway, Finger back to your for regular Plasius. scheduled program.
2: Thanks for the update. And for uh, yeah, for me looking at this for the for the next five games, you know, obviously Galaxy in KC, those two later games. Uh, in the um, for me, you know, I think that should be a gimme for sure. Um, obviously nervous about Austin and Dallas for sure. I think that we can at least win three of the five for sure.
0: Yeah, I, d- I, definitely think so as well. Um, you know, I, I take a look at this and, you know, we beat Austin. So I think the worst we could do is maybe draw against them. Cause Austin has gotten much better since we, they won. have we for really sure. Played.
2: Yeah. And they're um, fifth right now and they have uh 32 points, you know, yeah. So they're not terribly all that far behind us, but I think that they uh they have a real chance, you know, it I think they have a better chance than Dallas, honestly. But obviously yeah. Dallas is also gonna be fighting harder than Austin, I think, because obviously they're gonna be looking for a playoff, you know.
0: Yeah. But Dallas is on the slide, and that's where I believe that they like, are. you know, we yeah. beat Austin, lost to Dallas, but I think that this time around we could lose to Austin and mm-hmm. win against win
2: Dallas. over Dallas. Um, that's what I'm kind of right. seeing as well. But yeah. Worst case, I we mean, lose those, those two. We got both the other three. Whole
0: ring. matches,
1: guys. So yeah, it could be yeah. we could win both. We could win them ones. all, absolutely. I hope, I hope we do, know, but I'm yeah, just saying, if yeah. being
2: being uh you know, being uh you know, kind of looking at this from a uh kind of a realistic perspective of you know just looking at five games, you know, ones I feel a little bit more nervous of, and those are the two. I, f- I guess I'm a little bit more nervous for compared to like KC and Galaxy, you know.
1: Yeah. 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 Although we did draw a galaxy, which was kind of disappointing before. Yeah, that is
2: disappointing for, yeah, you know, the team that hasn't been worth a shit. So yeah, then get didn't we? Yeah, I was going to say we we for some reason have that that are that luck for some reason. Right. So it does seem like it sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. but, uh, well, guys, let's take a look here at, you know, the rest of the way. So there's actually only 11 games left. So we've already kind of previewed half the games. Um. You know, we're looking at this right now. Currently, we're 13 points ahead of the last play in spot. So, for anybody that doesn't know, um, there's a play in tournament between the eighth and ninth seed team in each conference that uh, will, the winner of it will move on and be the AC going into the playoffs. Um, So, the play in tournament here, we're 13 uh, points ahead of that last play in spot, and we are 11 points ahead of the non playoff spot. So, that would be uh, the number seven. And for anybody who doesn't under uh, does not know, or is new to soccer, <clears throat> a win gets you three points, and a tie or a draw, um, as they call it in soccer, uh, gives you one point. So that thirteen points is what they consider four and a half games, uh, because technically a, a tie is a half game. I don't know how they they kind of classify that, but just just to kind of put it bore into what people's are people are kind of used to, right? But it's at least four win uh, four wins with a tie ahead of the last play in spot with 11 games remaining, which is very good for us right now. Uh, mm-hmm. We get a couple more wins and a couple more losses. Then all of a sudden that number becomes much bigger. And uh, like, so for example, if, they, if we win and um, the ninth place team loses, all of a sudden that goes from four and a half games to six 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 and a half games with 10 games remaining, you know, um, essentially mm-hmm. the, the way that it looks at. Um, and it's the same thing really with 11 points, although it's just classified as four games because if they win four games, And we lose four games and they will catch up to us kind of thing. Um, And even looking at
2: those last six games of the season, like beyond the next five, we actually have a decent shot. I mean, it's not a horrible schedule. Yeah, we have, you know, like we're facing KC again. We're facing, um, you know, Minnesota, you know, sure, we're facing L.A., you know, FC for sure. But overall, like it's a pretty easy schedule near the end.
0: Hmm. I definitely think so too. And I mean, I'll, I'll even go into this. So I had it labeled out that the last eleven games we go six, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I kind of gave us some draws that could potentially be wins, potentially losses as well. But you know, it's just one of those that I could see as drawing. <clears throat> um. But you know, the six, two, and three finish would give us twenty-one more points, and we would finish at six two points. You know, put that in perspective that most likely is good enough to win first. Last year LAFC won the Western Conference with 67 total points and second place was Austin with 56. Yeah. So Just kind of putting that in perspective. I, and I believe that if we go 6-2 and 3 for the last 11, I believe we're winning uh, the West because it would take something extraordinary, yeah, I yeah. think, from LAFC to be able to win because there were four points ahead of them currently. So, um, yeah, no. You if, know, he, we'll, we'll yeah. Expect-
1: you're right. You're absolutely right. If you do that, then that's a realistic uh, record for that stretch. Mm-hmm. And you're right. That absolutely would most likely win us the conference. So that'd be pretty sick. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, That'd uh, be a hell of an accomplishment. You really only need uh, you really only need like one more win, uh, three more points, I should say, to have be pretty certain that you can at least get the last wild card spot at the end of the year.
0: So like, right. yeah, realistically, are yeah.
1: all but guaranteed. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so it exactly. is. Now we want now. Now let's look at seating and uh, see what we could do. Yeah,
0: get a Especially home game. You know what I mean? Because
1: oh yeah, yeah, we got a yeah. We have two games against Kansas City coming up, so that those would be mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. for sure. But uh, yeah. So cause, yeah, we're also getting some uh additions back to the roster and. They signed a new guy, also.
0: Yeah, and so. which he is expected to potentially play against Austin as well. Um, but yeah. they're not 100 uh, percent on that. I think what they're they're saying that it's either going to play against Austin or he will play against Orlando City, um, just so he can get in the, the full. But apparently, like he's riding really high and like he's been doing incredibly well, um, in his, his uh with his training and stuff like that, uh, according to, to our coach. And, you know, he says that our coach did say that some of that probably is just the hype of joining a new team and stuff. So you kind of need to find a baseline for it. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, yeah, we'll yeah. see what ends up happening with that. Right. <clears throat> so,
1: yeah. Oak feet So mm-hmm. he, He's a, a big winger. So that's uh yeah. six foot two got some ups, I assume. So like that's, very helpful that's something we've been lacking and then you know we're also I don't know about Klaus but we've got Leuven is back he played 90 minutes in the last game of the uh uh, uh, uh league's cup that they had so he right, played he America. played a full match yeah. so he's we can yeah. count him to be back and then uh, we're getting Joaquin Nilsson back who has not played for us at all this season yeah. but uh mm. he's a center center back I believe so
0: he's apparently a uh, really talented one. So we'll see, if, yeah. you know, that can sure up, uh, sure up our t- defense and our shore up our lines.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I think people thought we were screwed going into the season cause he was hurt. We had no idea how our defense would hold up. And it's been surprisingly good, but it's definitely been exposed at times that back line, Uh especially like if you think like, uh well, I mean, hell in the league's cup against the, uh um, well, against both teams, too. Like, they kind of both yeah, say, got uh, a goal. Yeah. yeah, they both kind of, like, got uh, got go- lots of goals off of, uh, you know, chipping it over our back line's head, re- beating them to the ball and getting, uh, getting in that way. So mm-hmm. uh, having a hopefully speedy, mm-hmm. talented center back that we can now add would be pretty cool. And he actually has already sc- he's been playing with City, Two and he scored a goal off a header with them already. So we should see him back pretty soon, if not the first match back, too, I would think.
0: Yeah. So, again, that's what they're saying. You know, he, he might be uh, he's rumored to start that debut. So we'll see what ends up happening. You know what I mean? Um, yeah it's yeah. definitely exciting for city um to be in this position and situation uh which is great because they're kind of like the only beacon of like light that we have in st louis sports right now um which is funny <laughs> yeah. because we we believed it was going to be the opposite that the Cardinals were going to be dominating and that the city was just yeah. gonna be terrible well it's the exact opposite you know so yeah funny <laughs> how things work it sure is you yeah. know all right, guys. Well, let's uh, go ahead and get to our side off here. Adam, do you want to tell the good listeners here and how they can reach out to us and interact
3: with us?
2: Absolutely. Our lovely listeners can always hit us up on Facebook uh, at facebookcom dot slash the hometown losers. Once again, that's always L.O.U.S.E.R.S. Check us out, like us, uh, comment, anything. Just, you know, uh, hang out with us on Facebook. That's always cool. Share our post. That'd be nice of you um tell a friend uh you could also check us out on x formerly twitter dot com slash hometown losers
3: all
0: right yeah again we always love listen or having listeners uh, interact with us so we can Interact with that, and, uh, interact with them and be able to, you know, give them on the podcast and stuff like that. As I was well. going to say they could OG.
2: retweet, but yeah. I don't know if that's still a thing. Maybe reacts. Yeah, reacting. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. not sure.
0: We're going to, yeah, we're just going to call it rexing.
2: <laughs> rexing. Yes, please rex us. Oh, wait, that doesn't sound good. All right, turning Amen. it over to OJ. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. OJ, what do you got for the game of the week, bud?
1: Well, it's got to be uh, on August 20th, Austin FC visiting the gem of the midwest to take on st louis city sc at 8:30 p.m.
0: yep i know that i'm going to be uh wearing my uh, my shirt and get my kit going for that one i'm going to be very let's go city. excited to see city again so, Hell so yeah i'm excited i was disappointed about their league's cu- uh the league's cup but let's be honest everything is now on the line and uh yeah it's going to be fun to watch the rest of the mls for sure as i'm, for I'm excited
1: and and I'm very
0: excited
1: to uh, see – get a look at some of the guys they got – well, like the new guys that we haven't seen yet, really. Mm-hmm. And hopefully yeah. whenever Klaus comes back, I don't know when he's supposed to come back. But...
2: Hopefully very yeah. soon, it looks like. Hopefully.
0: Yeah. Well, as always, guys, I appreciate your time. Appreciate the listeners here. Um, and uh, make sure to, again, reach out to our so- uh, socials so you can interact with us here and definitely check out City as they take on Austin here on the 20th. So uh, until next time, this has been the hometown losers podcast. Check us out next week. We'll catch you all next time. See you guys later.
1: This is OJ. And I wanted to thank you guys for listening to the equivalent of three dudes sitting at a bar talking about sports. We'll catch you next week on the Hometown Losers.